0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, we're going to learn some halachot for Pesach. And one of the halachot that is very common is checking pockets of the clothing before Pesach. Because you suspect maybe there is chametz in them, all kind of crumbs in them all kind of cookies that were left in them. What is the halacha concerning that? In that, we found two different opinions. One opinion is that you have to look for every crumb and destroy it and nullify it and take care of it and not have it in any place in the house, whether it is in the pockets or, for instance, in sfarim, in books around the house. And therefore, the chazonish, for instance, held that one should go through his and check within them, and that's why you'll see people that are going through their books, checking that there's no crumbs in them, and those that find it much too hard, they close it up, they put uh, some kind of uh, sheet around all the sfarim uh, shranks, and therefore they don't, they're not gonna use those sfarim at all. Therefore according to them, would also, the same law would apply to pockets. You'll have to find in your pockets, and search and see if there's something in them. Therefore, you find them looking and searching and vacuuming the pockets. Question is, is that needed? According to those shidot, like the chazonish, for instance, that I mentioned, it is needed. But there are those that say that there's no deen of checking into the svarim, and there's no deen also checking into the pockets, unless you think there is chametz in the pockets. Like, for instance, when you have children, children bring chametz every place around the house. So even places that normally you people no, don't bring food, like, for instance, a bathroom, and if you have kids, kids bring it everywhere around the house. But if you don't have kids, so then you don't have to be uh, afraid that maybe there's chametz in the bathroom. People don't bring chametz into the bathroom. It's because the halacha says that only places that you might have brought hametz, those are the places you have to check. But when you have kids, kids would bring it anyway. And therefore, the pockets need to be checked? Kids' pockets, for sure. Kids put in their pockets all kind of cookies, cakes, sandwiches, whatever they have handy, they put it in their pockets. So therefore, you have to check it. And this is how Chacham writes in Chazon of Also, you'll have to check Adult's pockets initially, according to that, but there is the opinion of the Olatzon that says that first of all, concerning the books, also Hamovadias says like that. Concerning the books, one doesn't need to worry about maybe the crumbs in there, maybe there's chametz in there. And they said that the minhag of the Sfaradim also was never to check such a thing. They didn't, we didn't see the rabbis doing such a thing. Therefore, one doesn't need to check unless he's suspecting and he knows that he was eating with those books. Like, for instance, you have those benches that you use right after eating so or before doing Kiddush. So those things might have, there's more likelihood that they have chametz in them. Otherwise, they said that there's no need to worry. Why not? Because even if there is crumbs in them, the Gemara says, batli. Those crumbs become nullified automatically. Even without us doing a bitul on the chametz. those are automatically nullified. And no, what's considered perurim? Crumbs. What's the shoe of crumbs? The only proofs proves from the Rambam that the shoe of the crumbs is kazait, less than kazait. Whenever you have less than kazait, that's considered crumbs. You don't have to worry about such a thing. That's what the Oral writes. So therefore... The size of having a Kazite is pretty large. Kazite is the size of one ounce of uh, of those schnapp cups it 's a large cookie, and therefore one doesn 't need to worry that maybe he has that in his books because the book doesn 't fit such a big cookie and What about the pockets so that donlettion also says he says that if you wash the pockets, you wash the pants if let 's say it 's uh, children pants, children pants go in the washing machine, children shirts go in the washing machine, children jackets go in the washing machine. When something goes into the washing machine, together with the detergent, it becomes pagum to the point of enoraui Hilat kelev. It's completely destroyed over there. It's not edible at all whatsoever. That's what the Holy Tzion writes. And therefore, one doesn't need to remove that if, uh, if, if it might be there. He says that it's completely Batel Machilat Kelev. If that's the case, so then it's Mutar. If it wasn't completely Batel Machilat Kelev, it's Pagum and it's not Rawil Achilat Kelev, so then you have a problem that it has to be removed. But even jackets and coats that were not washed, and even jackets and coats. That you suspect that there is chametz in them, how do you check them? Says All you have to do is tap on the on the pockets. Why? Because again, we're looking for a kazait piece of chametz. This is what he writes. So this is the other approach. It's two extreme approaches. One would say all you have to do to those pockets that you suspect that maybe a person puts chametz in them and you didn't wash it. So if there's chametz in them, it's still there. it's still edible all you have to do is tap your your jacket your pants and see what's in them other approach would say you have to go to the measure of opening the pockets vacuuming everything inside making sure that everything is clean this is when we're talking about pockets and and books and the same would apply any place around the house if you have a place that doesn't hold a kazaite it's just too narrow too small according to this Shittah, it would be Mimele Batli, Purim Mimele Batli. There is another aspect that the Halakha is speaking about, and this is the Safekina Halakha, they say that you connect all the crumbs around the house, which means, let's say, you have a little bit crumbs here and a little bit crumbs there, if you would sweep them into one place, they would get connected and become a size of Kazayt, that could be a problem. So, according to that Shittah, you'll have to remove that from the house, you'll have to check into that and make sure that it's not there. One that wants to take the more lenient approach, he needs to know that even with that approach, and he would be supported by those poskim that I mentioned, but there is also another aspect in, the, in in that's brought from the Arizal that says that it's promised to a person that doesn't have any chametz around the house, that he will not sin all, all throughout the whole year. It's a beautiful, beautiful promise from the rizal, which means he says that if you make sure that your house is chametz free completely, and it seems like he's talking about that even if you don't have any crumbs, it's machloket in the poskim how to understand the Rizal, but... Can't mean that you don't have a kazayit chametz because that is something that you're not allowed to have. So what is the extra measure? The extra measure is having something that you're allowed normally to have. A logically, and the rizal says, make sure you don't even have that. When you don't even have that, you get the promise not to be sinning the whole year. A beautiful promise. But everything has to be put in perspective, which means if you see that the one cleaning around the house is the wife and the husband doesn't have the time to help, or if, even if it is the husband, but it's taking away time from the kids, and it's, it's, uh, it's causing problems of Shlom Bais, it's causing problems with the kids, it's causing any kind of problems, more than just the extra burden that a person should do, and the extra toil, and the extra effort that a person should do, so then you have to put everything in perspective, maybe you should do according to Me'ikara Alacha and not give up, on the, on, on the Shlom Bayit and not give up on the kids doing the right thing you have to do homework with the kids and you have to clean around the house maybe it's more important to make sure that your kids are doing homework and do what needs to be done around the house and that is destroying and taking out everything that has the size of Kazite. now one should make a mistake it's not enough just to make a Bitul chametz and not Check around the house. Why not? B- bitul chametz normally should work because once you mevatel the chametz, you say kol chamir birshuti, the the and so on and so forth. You you completely nullifying anything that you have around the house. It's too she taught how to understand it in the rishonim. Either you make it hefker, or you making it batel two Ways how to understand it, but whatever it is, that makes it that Chametz is not yours anymore. So, if it's not yours anymore, why do you have to check around the house altogether and let everything run and roll around the house? And you do bitul and biur, uh, you do bitul on the Chametz, and that should be enough. Finished, that's that's good enough. So, Chazal explained to us, Tosfot in the first Tosfot in Masochit he says the following that Chazal said that that shouldn't be enough. Why? We're afraid that maybe a person that although he did a bitul chametz on Pesach, he would find some kind of nice cookie gluska and he would take it, say bracha, and forget eat it. It's forget that it's Pesach. Forget that it's Pesach. Very common. Very common to happen. Very likely to happen, because since people are very accustomed, and very uh, on regularly eating chametz all year round, let's say they found a wafer. That's that's um that's still with his package, so he would open up the package, not think twice, and eat it, When a person forgets for a second that it's Pesach, he could do that, so therefore Hazar said that one should take the extra step, and extra effort, to make sure that he doesn't have any chametz around his house, and this is what we call Bdikat chametz you make sure that no chametz is around the house, not to be nichshal in eating chametz, eating chametz on Pesach, it's a very serious avira, because eating chametz on Pesach carries with it a punishment called karet, very serious, so therefore, Chachamim said that you have to check and be chametz free around the house, but then the question is, if your house is chametz free, so why is it that you need to do bitul? Don't do bitul. What's the purpose of the bitul? If you don't have hametz, you don't have any reason to do bitul. The answer to that question, explained Chazal that we're afraid that maybe a person would not... He, he completely cleaned all the whole house, but without bitul, maybe missed something. And therefore, if he missed something somewhere, and we always would we'll clean around the house... Many, many people find afterwards, ooh, over here, over there, a package of bisli, a package of wafers, some kind of other thing, that that place he forgot to check. It's very, very hard to get every place that we have, all the lockers in the yeshiva, all the lockers that belong to us, all the, 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 the cars, all the different pockets that one might have, all the different things that the drawers, the basement, go through the whole place, so... Although we try our best to go to every single corner and every single thing, but sometimes we miss here, we miss there, it could be very likely that there's a package of chametz over there. So Chazal said, you do your best effort to clean your house that you don't have any chametz, but we're afraid that something was left, and you're going to be violating bali re'ov with that. Therefore, do bitul chametz as well. That's the reason we do both. We do both. Now, there's many things that people don't like to, to, uh, to get rid of. For instance, there is some things that are called real chametz, chametz mamash, and some things that are not chametz mamash. There's different kind of aspects. One's are rovet chametz, that it has some chametz in it, and some things that don't have chametz. But it's not kosher for Pesach. Those three things should be treated differently. The real chametz. Some people want to sell that real chametz to a goy, whatever they have in the house. And some people feel that they don't want to leave any real chametz around the house. Real chametz. I'm talking about pasta. I'm talking about bread. I'm talking about cookies, cakes, all kind of things that would be chametz. Those things. Some people want to sell to a goy. Some people say that we don't want to leave such a thing. And the reason is because the mechirat chametz. Not everybody holds. Is, is done the way the requires it to be done so if a person would look, take a look in Siman in the Shulchan Aruch see that the Shulchan Aruch says that whenever we sell chametz we have to make sure that it's out of our house the chametz can't stay in the closets in our house and just to close it with something and write on it it's all to a goy the Shulchan Aruch says it has to be removed from the house. Secondly, the Taz brings down, and the Mishnah Buras brings it down also, that you have to give and hand the Goy the key to the, to the house. And that he is able to come into the house and take the chametz that belongs to him. If you didn't give him the key, that shows that the whole thing was just a trick. And therefore it's a harama b'alma. It doesn't work. And he would be violating with that the Yisur of chametz on Pesach. This is how the Mishnah Bura brings down. We don't do any of that. We don't give the key to the Goy, and we don't remove the chametz out of the house. So how does it work? So we rely on those that say that that's sufficient. And Khatam wrote that one should not uh, say to anybody that the Ch- Mechirat chametz doesn't work. One should treat Mechirat chametz as a good Mechira. Fine. But those that want to be choshesh for themselves, and not take any chances that maybe, according to those poskim, since it's no good, I'm violating over the Yisur of chametz on Pesach, and therefore I'm not, I'm, they, they're, not they're not taking any uh, any chances with that, they don't want to have real chametz. So all those things, you'll find people way before Pesach, trying to consume everything, trying to make sure... That on Pesach, they're not going to have any of the real Chametz. Then you have something that is called Tarovet Chametz. So that depends. If you have over there real Chametz, could be that people want to destroy that as well or get rid of that as well. But that is something that's a little bit less strict, according to the Rambam especially, that the Rambam says that the Surah of Tarovet Chametz is from the, what it says in the Torah, Kol Machmetzet Tochelu. It's a special love. Kol Machmetzet lo Tochelu. Person that has such a thing not necessarily is of violating bali or vale and only when he eats it is violating a love of kol machmetz at lotochel who maybe he doesn't even carry karet in it, and therefore it's a stepless. Other Ishonim argue on the Rambam. Take a look at the Ramban that doesn't agree with the Rambam. He says that tarofet chametz is a regular chametz, and if you eat kazayit of chametz bekdech hilat pras, which in the, that mixture you will be violating chametz regularly, just like anything else. But you have the opinion of the Rambam, and maybe that's a second step that a person might want to feel more, uh, more to sell that thing. He would feel more easy, more, more uh, comfortable selling the chametz that he has in such a way that it's a mixture within the thing. It's not chametz bein. Now, what do, what do I mean by mixture? mixture doesn't mean if you have, like, for instance, bird food that you have over there, real pieces of chametz or real kernels or real wheat, that things that became chametz, let's say, when they washed it, that's what they do to it, they wash it, it's machmits. So therefore, that is something that could be removed. That's not what we're talking about, tarovet. Tarovet means it's within the thing and you can't find it, you can't see it, it's a real mixture with something else and it has in it, so you have, let's say, you bought from the store, let's say, uh, some kind of, some kind of uh, ketchup, and you take a look in it, if there's such a thing, you take a look at the ingredients, it it would say also wheat. You buy some kind of mustard, you look at the ingredients, it would say wheat, if there's such a thing. But that would be what we're calling right now, Ta'ovet chametz because you can't see it. It's not visible, it's not Be'en. That would be the second way. Third way, something that doesn't have any chametz. a person that... Takes a look at uh, things around his kitchen, and he says it doesn't say anything that's uh, that's on the ingredients. It's completely fine. So why can't we have it on Pesach? Because it's not. Uh, we're not sure that it doesn't have anything that's not chametz in it. Maybe we're missing something that, in the ingredients. They don't write ev- everything in the ingredients. Less than two percent. They don't have. They're not required by law to write in the ingredients. And for us, it's a problem because it's not batel maybe there are some things ingredients that i don't understand maybe the same some things that are around uh, making the product they didn't write it and therefore we're very careful with that but that a person could definitely sell that's not a problem he wants to sell that to a goi that he shouldn't hesitate and he's able to sell it to a goy without any problem. so you have over here the three ways let's summarize again real chametz. many people don't want to keep around the house they'll make sure to destroy it before Pesach, eat it, or burn it on Biuch HaMetz, they're not going to have any of that. The second step is something that has a tarot of you see it's a tarot of so on that, people treat that in different ways, some people would feel that this is more comfortable than the first way, that's Mamash chametz, and although the Bimach mir on Mamash chametz, but that's already more Kal, and with that, they'll feel more comfortable selling it to a Goy, and then the third um, category, which is something that doesn't have any and It doesn't say, kasher pesach So therefore, that is definitely something that one is allowed to sell, is able to sell, and he should sell to a goy without any problem. The way you do it is that you put all of them in a separate closet or in a box, and you close that with a tape, and you write on it that it's sold to the goy, and a person should not come and open that closet and start handling it with it, start opening it. That is when we sell products. Sometimes a person wants to sell the entire house. Why? He's going away to a vacation. So therefore, he's going away to a hotel, he's going away to his parents, he's going away to a different uh, country. So he doesn't want to do... Bdikat chametz and work around the house, start cleaning the house, and there's no need for it, he doesn't have to, he could make life a little bit easier, and close up the house, sell the entire house to the Goy, the rabbis would do it for him, and therefore, he doesn't have to clean his house, but still, there is an obligation to do Bdikat Chometz at least in one room, why? because you're right, you don't have to clean a house that doesn't belong to you in Pesach, you just sold it, but you have an obligation, you have a mitzvah to do bdikat chamez, that's a mitzvah to do bdikat chamez, it even carries a bracha, you make a bracha before you start the bdika, and how do you exactly supposed to make that mitzvah, if you don't have any place to do it? So therefore, there's two ways how to do that, either you leave one room around the house that you are checking, and not selling to the Goy, and once you check it in complete, you do the Bdikat chametz in that place, and if you leave before the night of the Yudaled, you leave a week before, let's say, you're going to a different country, so you do Bdikat chametz in that room without Bracha, a regular way, you put the 10 crumbs around the, the, the room, make sure that they're wrapped so they don't scatter, and you take the candle, some say that even a flashlight would be fine, you're going around that, and checking for them. Other ways to do it, is to do the deca the, the place you're going let's say you go to a hotel that hotel is requiring required that the, the the room over there is required to be checked by you. you can't just come in and put your luggage and 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 feel comfortable. You have to check that room as if it would be your house so before you put the luggage and make it hard to check. First thing you do, you go inside and you do bdikat chametz with a candle. If you can't take a candle, they don't allow you. Take a flashlight and you look under the bed and you look around the place and make sure there is no chametz. If you don't go to the hotel, you go to your in-laws, to your parents, to a brother, to a sister. If they give you a room over there, acquire that room and make a bdikat on that room as if it would be your house with the candles and so on. And with that, you'll be I'd say, the bdikat chametz. Thank you for today. Listening to our show of Lachadodi Beza Bezat Hashem. We hope next week to hear from you and to see you again. In that, and have a Shabbat Shalom, Kol You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.